listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. I know she about to ask me how she look. I tell her beautiful and how long it took for you to put it on. It was early in the morning. She resembled a model out of a MacBook. Concentrate on the way the eyeliner thickens. I stand behind her and try to figure her vision of prettiness, the wittiness of her colors on her skin tone, her complexion in a direction I've outgrown. Hey, welcome to the Black Out Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And we're in the hizzy on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Everybody's favorite the walking dead no i'm just kidding it's uh game of thrones <laughs> wednesday so welcome back white people it's good to have you hey i know downloads will spike up for wednesdays now um and uh we still appreciate y'all listening man we, we do you know get these 10 episodes out of the way and then uh we'll see you for some social justice uh eventually um of course you can um recognize the voice of the person that you heard i believe i mean she's been on our show so much we've been on her show so much mm-hmm. uh we're friends in real life it's our girl nick Jew. what's going on nicole what's up internet <laughs> and shout out to uh of course what's the tea uh we we never miss an episode um and we had reggie on sunday i feel like this has become a habit where we have reggie on sunday and then nick Jew comes in and, and, and closes the week with, with right. wednesday yeah, you know, I have to be in church. One of us got to get to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of, cause Nick Jew was like, oh, I could be on the show. Uh, you picked the day. And I was like, all right, Sunday. She's like, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, the Jesus thing. So, uh, what about another day? I was like, well, why don't you do, you watch the, um, you watch them thrones. So why don't you come through and, and party with us? I'm very happy to be here. Hey, I'm glad to have you. Of Me course, too. um, you guys can find us uh on uh, find what's the tea on itunes you can find nick jew on twitter at nick jew um no more underscore um no underscore whatever happened to that lady i wonder uh, <laughs> <laughs> she quit tweeting so it got took right she's just somewhere i hope nothing happened to her uh at any rate uh make sure y'all check them out because uh the show is great man i i know I, I listened to the lemonade episode uh when it came out i knew y'all was gonna be on it and uh it was a uh, it was everything i imagined so appreciate y'all oh, uh, i appreciate y'all like legit i don't feel like i get a chance to do this so i'm gonna take the time right now sorry to interrupt the flow of the show no problem uh but i love y'all i super appreciate y'all like you remain my favorite podcast and i'm always a little nervous when i come on because like y'all y'all are my jam like trendsetters paving the way y'all are so smart and you do your homework so i don't have to watch all the videos that be on the internet and <laughs> no you don't we do it so you don't have to and we so, so we don't have to. that is yeah. true the other day i was like uh i came it was like maybe a few weeks ago and uh i was i was talking about something online this person was just like hey man i just want you to know i appreciate i only listen to the podcast but i appreciate you researching all this shit because if i would have saw that video i would have killed somebody i was just like well you know what i'm glad it's one more life in the world because <laughs> we sense. decided to watch the buzzfeed video <laughs> yes. rather than to just have other people do it yes and and also uh shout out to everybody out there who is in the cool kids club with like their grandkids and great grandkids and nieces and nephews so when they bring shit up you be in the know right yeah we do it for y'all right sometimes i go down my parents house i forget that they they listen to the show and they'll bring up something real topical and i'm like what okay how you know that right it's like yeah <laughs> i remember when you said that can't believe how you should tell said that i'm like what 
um but yeah make sure you guys uh also go to the blackouttips.com and itunes and stitcher oh yeah the rss feed is fixed for premium people it was mm-hmm. down for a couple of days uh i had to get real uh real angry white woman letter yeah. with them had to, had to had to get information and let becky know what was up it's funny though that shit worked so i can't mm-hmm. even say nothing no as soon as i got real indignant like well maybe i'll take my services then it was like oh well we got we got you right now sorry about that sir um the best white women ever gave me the best gift the value of a strongly worded email mm-hmm. i had to let them know what it was and they they fell right back um of course uh you can also go to the uh itunes and stitcher and google play and podomatic and just search the blackout tips leave comments and vote in the i mean wait leave comments uh leave five star reviews and we'll read them on the air on saturday when we do our feedback show as long as we like them and they're five stars um if they're not five stars you won't read them if we don't like them we won't read them so but uh everybody that's cool we'll read those uh the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball at bullet ball extreme i knew the weight uh and bobby schmurda has been locked up 497 days free hot niggas i know that means by the time we do the feedback show it'll be like 500 days wow i know right um but yeah 497 days he's been locked up uh awaiting that that get that bail reduced um but it's not coming he's just sitting in there like marjorie um we also have uh some triple sponsors today so we got um we got uh, of course bevel this episode is brought to you by bevel the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com today and use code free tbgwt to get your first month free absolutely free getbevel.com so you know father's day is coming up think about yourself okay think about your father um also matter of fact and think about anybody any man in your life that will use this give it to your boss i don't care it's free they just don't think you did some real nice shit for them even though you really got it for free they don't know that right i just get it and keep it in just keep it on me just in case hey, somebody's you know birthday came up or right holiday come up and you were like oh shit wait a minute. i got you dog right oh you know what your face situation is messed up but <laughs> go ahead you know help them get that up off of them don't nobody want to walk around looking all messed up mm. uh it's also brought to you by shadow dog productions of course shadow dog productions and make her fine handcrafted audio plays you know so make sure you guys uh go out and check out our audio play album that has nick Jew on it coincidentally mm-hmm. it's called sunspot and other ratchetness and we get on there and we play a whole bunch of silly ass characters for you guys to go ahead and laugh at it was so much fun go ahead and go to amazon and go to itunes and you can buy just search sunspot and other ratchetness or you can search my government name and it'll come right up right tomorrow and uh make sure you leave us five star reviews on there it won't even cost you a tub man y'all okay this these are reasonable prices so hook yourself up and hook us up uh and then lastly got a little bit of a sexier sponsor let me see if i can find some sexy music real quick let's see what i've been listening to lately nope too sad uh how about this <laughs> um, uh all right here we go here. Hey, <laughs> there we go 
Hey. It looks like some of you guys need to get your sex on. And you know who want to help you get your sex on? Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Right now they have a limited time offer. Well, they will give you 50% off of just about any item. All you got to do is go to adamandeve.com and put in code TBGWT. You get 50% off of that one item. And in addition to that, any one item, they give you three free adult DVDs plus a free exclusive gift and free shipping on your entire order. And the free exclusive gift, they tell you what it is up front. That's right. It's not a guess it's that it's that no, clip it's, it's that clip bumper guys okay it's gonna be bumping that clip exactly the ideal pleasure ring for couples i say use it by yourself if you need to do do what you got to do okay don't let nobody judge you um and also um it works like a cock ring and like one of those beads so it like does both it keeps him erect longer and it increases the strength of the orgasm plus it gives her you know that pleasurable vibrations wherever she uh particularly needs it the clitoris so make sure you guys go to adamandeve.com and use code tbgwt and unlike this ad it comes in a discreet box so nobody gotta know that you're free Mm-mm. that's between you and whatever is going on in your house so adamandeve.com code tbgwt hop about the bed and get your swag on okay all right now let's do what the white people came to hear or actually you know what i'll take that back let's do what the white people need to hear first you smart see <laughs> let's do this for the wasuchi wasichus um <laughs> so okay uh before we even get started uh i have to to bring bring this shit up because uh, i wasn't gonna talk about it. i was gonna wait till sunday and maybe talk about it then or a more appropriate time but this is our show and i feel like the the cost of listening to us talk about this delicious game of thrones episode that you guys enjoy so much should at least be uh getting a little bit of that awareness mm-hmm. um so uh it's time for this All right. We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, white people. It's time to play the game that you all avoid when you don't listen to this show. It's fucking with black people. The game where we go around the world and we get different articles and we assign point scores from zero to 100 and how much we feel fucked with. And they're in intervals of 25. Today's contestant, Aisha Tyler. Really? Really, Aisha Tyler? girl <laughs> we talking about this at lunch we were all rooting for you um all right let me start with this aisha tyler has been the victim of some shady headlines on bicep uh <laughs> and i feel like uh as i would definitely like to say i do not get down with the slander that she is receiving because she's going through a difficult time she's getting divorced mm-hmm. from her husband who happens to be a white man and there's been a whole lot of swirl gone wrong and you know her vanilla king and shit like that and it's and it's it's been a lot of jokes we don't truck in that so mm-hmm. i would like to clarify right. this has nothing to do with that nope. and i you know i don't love who you want to love live how you want to live i don't see any problem with it 
but baby she hurt my heart man she got interviewed by money college planner uh magazine i guess time the money section and she did an interview and it was um by kim clark and it was about black kids going to college so far so good uh she was uh asked um uh she was taught she said uh um, african-american teens should be quote unquote be brave when choosing a college okay no problem with that so far what would we be like if black people didn't go into the heart and try to change things she asked with all the news about racial tensions on college campuses many african-american teens might be tempted to avoid schools where they will be taught of a time i mean part of a tiny minority but aisha tyler graduate of dartmouth college says that would be a mistake instead the comedian actress urges african-american teens to be brave and enroll in schools even or especially where there have been incidents of racism to help turn around attitudes uh and at least some data supports her advice a new database analysis of which colleges help african-americans succeed created jointly by money and essence magazines finds that many of the schools that give big boosts to black students are elite predominantly white colleges such as dartmouth while only about seven percent of the undergraduates at dartmouth are african-american the ivy league college ranks 27th in the nation on the money slash essence list in part because african-americans who get into the school graduate at a rate of more than twice the national average for african-americans as a whole in addition dartmouth offers generous financial aid and its graduate its graduates tend to do well in the job market uh as shonda Rhimes can attest so then they you know, by the way at this point don't really have much problem with any of this but then they get into the interview and then we have to talk about our actual words um so they ask why did you choose dartmouth which is a fairly small college in the boondocks of new hampshire with a comparatively small percentage of african-american students what what is this don't do that anyway tyler says dartmouth represented a great opportunity i wanted to go to the best uh, possible school i could go to dartmouth is a small school with a high caliber with high caliber teaching our classes were all taught by professors not teaching assistants i felt like that was a school where i could make a big splash the opportunities would be grander and more robust for me there than at a school with forty thousand students i didn't mind being in a school with a small african-american population the african-american community was very tight and that was great but i also wanted to interact with other types of folks every culture is very important dartmouth has always been dedicated to diversity of culture uh still no problem with me with that for me so far you know it was a bit of an implication that uh other schools don't value other cultures and stuff but that's that's cool you know um that's her experience there um someone said uh so they asked her what would you pay what would you say students who to students who might be put off by hearing about racial incidents on a campus uh she says when incidents of discrimination happen that is the real world you know if someone doesn't write something nasty on your dorm door that doesn't mean they're not thinking it i applied to dartmouth the year the school had a big demonstration against apartheid the students built a shanty town on the green and some students ultra conservatives destroyed the shanty town with sledgehammers i told my high school counselor i was going to dartmouth and he asked me why go to a school where that happened it's not for everybody you have to decide what you can tolerate but my great 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 grandfather escaped slavery in texas and eventually went back into the post reconstruction uh texas and built a successful business what would we be like if black people didn't go into the heart and didn't try to change things we would have made no progress in this country bravery is the engine of change uh so 
then they asked what advice would she give to african-american high school students who are thinking about where to attend college and she said i'd say step out of your comfort zone don't pick a college that replicates what you did in high school test yourself in an unfamiliar context so that you can learn to succeed no matter where you're placed so that you can know uh you can uh know you can excel all right uh that last part and a little bit of the, the last question i have an issue with um and it's mainly that there's this assumption uh that because i feel like the the implication here is as up to the use like without her saying hbcus what other environment is there where black people are stereotypically viewed as you're now the majority of the culture on campus so therefore you're not challenging yourself you're not stepping outside of yourself um there's also an assumption there where she says when you're coming into college you need to step out of your comfort zone i think most people would agree that if you go to college you're already going to be stepping out of your comfort zone but the idea that black people stepping out of their comfort zone means going into whiteness is kind of ridiculous because where in this country are black people not able to go to school with white people and that's definitely not the common experience i'm not saying there's not some black people like this but the common experience since we make up 13 percent of the population in america is that most of us go to school with white people our whole lives k through 12 we that's what we do it's not really like we have much choice in the matter at any rate um so i find so i find that kind of odd to kind of frame it that way and also the odd the saying it framing it as bravery is also kind of a stretch because um i don't understand why it's considered brave to go into uh a space where whiteness is su- superior it's supreme it's dominating um that's just that's just life for everybody it's not really a bravery thing um and especially if i can't just be i can't just be a student i have to go to this school and change the face of racism like i just i'm just trying to get this degree dog you know what i mean so like that is kind of a, a weird assumption to make as well that um black students need to find the racism and put in the labor to fix college institutional systemic racism um that's a college's job you know like their job is to make i'm paying money to be in school their job is to make my my stay as good as they can make it right um she also has said at one point she picked dartmouth because it had class sizes that were small and they didn't have teachers assistants teaching classes it was just the, the teacher the professors themselves yeah that's why i picked my hbcu and many people pick an hbcu because of that it's not just oh it's black i'm gonna go there because i watch school days um in a lot of in a lot of cases it's oh i when i visited campus almost every single school i went to was like we have class sizes of 30 or less um we have you you will be teaching your uh meeting your professors your professors have office hours you can go by and visit them you know it's a very personal atmosphere because we're rooting for you and we're trying to make sure you have every opportunity to succeed here um so it's kind of like this really big assumption that gets made which is that um at black school somehow we like we don't have these things or if we do they're inferior and it's such a uh it's so damaging to put out into the world you know and i don't understand why it's not seen as brave for a kid to be like i'm gonna go somewhere 
for five years and say um i want to be educated and be among my people how's that not brave because the way people talk about hbcus it seems like you got to be brave to go there because motherfuckers shit on them so fast like they don't know anybody that's been to one you know and and just uh not to filibuster too much here i'm sorry guys but just even even in the context of that there's i saw people trying to kind of buy into her argument on my facebook and stuff being like well she does have a point about comfort zones and i had to be like no because the premise is is fucked up that premise assumes black people never deal with whiteness ever and then they're running away from whiteness when they go to a hbcu which isn't it couldn't be further from the truth i went to a hbcu i had an internship every single year i went there it was with a fortune 500 company it was a danish shipping company in corporate america um yeah it it, it wasn't uh you gonna go work for the black company like you still deal with white supremacy you still deal with white spaces you still get job placement and they're at white companies there i don't know what they think they're teaching us at hbcus you don't walk in and fucking the black panthers come out and start going on rants about honkies and pigs it's not that's not what it is guys it's a school the same way that we don't have this conversation about byu right we don't have that conversation about byu we don't say well most of the world ain't mormon how are these kids gonna get prepared to go out into the world if they can't even have sex on campus we don't even ask that question because we know it's stupid we don't ask uh people that go to schools based on gender where it's like a boys uh institution or a girls institution we don't say how's that person gonna come out to the world and be able to work in a world where there are men coming to work i mean they're gonna be boys there how are they gonna just be able to 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 cooperate with them and because we know that's a silly situation we know that outside of this in this world you're never gonna be in a situation where it's just only women except for these places and you can find power in that right but we don't want people to find power in blackness for some reason which is really weird mm-hmm. not to mention if you ever first of all everybody involved in this shit on the other side talk to somebody that's going to an hbcu right like we're out here we're resources before you just pop off with a really ill-informed ignorant opinion could you ask the question because i think sometimes when you ask the questions you see how stupid it sounds because like i don't know if you guys know this other people than black people go to hbcus yes they do like you actually don't need like it's not a hundred percent blackness it's not even 90 percent. it's not even like 60 percent in a lot of cases you know what i'm saying it depends on the on the situation but it's not just uh a fucking like uh why they get out of here it's like a bunch of black people yes they're on campus yes they're there but just because it's above seven percent doesn't mean that there's no white people on our campus there's no uh we had native americans on campus we had latinos on campus black people white people i know right they were on campus like the assumptions that people make are just so childish but they're coming from adults you know aisha tyler is a an adult man you know so and, and knowing her comedy and her voice that she has which is very much a um i'm the kind of black person that's not that's not really black mm-hmm. is a lot of her comedy baby maybe your uh comfort zone would have been going to an hbcu to step out of it maybe that's what you needed to do i don't know 
but if that's what you're rolling with as a brand to then turn it and be like black people just not brave and they need to go to these racist schools and fix these white people man our kids don't need to keep doing this labor go where you appreciate it go where you fed it's not it's really not our job man and no black person should feel like that's their job is to fix white people it, it like it's an impossible task but also it's just you shouldn't take on that burden it's not for you to do if you want to great like you go somewhere and you like I, i'm a i done fought all my life and you want to get up every day and be banging on break bacon like in the morning cool i'm not gonna begrudge you but if you want to go to dartmouth and not have to deal with that shit that's what i'm for i think you should be able to go wherever you want to as a black person and it doesn't change your blackness you're under no obligation to to work and fix racism i don't care what school you're at and mostly i just want people to stop downing hbcus with this anti-black bullshit and don't write in with your individual special snowflake reason why you didn't go to one because this isn't an indictment on you i have no issue with you not going to one you know and if you and if you said i wish i had gone to one that's cool too i'm not downing you for that i don't like i literally don't care you're black wherever you go i love your blackness wherever it is mm-hmm. so let's just can we just stop with the false ultimatum of let's praise the people that go to pwis or let's praise the people that go to hbcus while we diss that the other people is so divisive and it's it's literally based on a bunch of ridiculous stereotypes mm-hmm. i know black people from every fucking walk of life yes sir that that have love for each other so i don't want to see the framing of this as well they're just going to hbcus because they're not as brave as me going to dartmouth like get come on man that's a ridiculous that's a ridiculous way to even look at it and and also it's a ridiculous idea for these kids to have to go fix dartmouth a place where they're 17 18 years old and they got and now their responsibility is to fix the racism on campus how did that work out in missouri because those kids stood up and now they're gonna pass the rule where your ass better be on the football field or you're losing everything like it's like, like it's just it, it's 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 a lot to ask kids to fix um all right sorry about that guys but I had to get it no, i i appreciate that and i i wanted to say everything that you said but i feel like i have a special piece of a couple of things to add to this because um so like i when i was picking out schools my dad was like, if you go to Gramlin, I'm going to pay your whole way. And at the time, I had just gone through my black people don't really like me. I'm the weird theater girl phase. So I was like, why would I want to go to school with a bunch of black people? Everybody in my family is black. Everyone that I associate with is black. The only people who I know who aren't black are my friends who I went outside of my family to go find. So I'm not doing that. And like the minute I got to school, all I did was be up around black people for the first time in four years, because in high school I was with everybody. I specifically sought after other black people because there were so few of us on campus. And my like PWI experience was very, very black. And to this day, I regret not going to an HBCU because I don't identify with the whole like having professors who care about you as a human being or having an experience where you're around other black people who are into what you're into instead of being an outcast or a nerd or whatever. And like, I've never, ever really seen it for Aisha Tyler because she always struck me as a special snowflake. And Mm -hmm. like, 
that like white people big upping you and othering you and making you feel better or different than other black people that's a, a, a an addictive pill and like i swallow for a hot second and right before i think i was about 19 is when i was like no <laughs> like why do i care what you think of me you you're liking me your approval of me doesn't make me better and mm. I think a lot of black people who stick to that special snowflake thing, they never, ever got out of that. And it's like this woman I used to work with is like, you're so pretty. You're not like the other black girls. You're different. I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm. I'm not. And you're not complimenting me by trying to other me. Like people are like, what are you mixed with? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> because when you look at me, I want you to see what you identify as beautiful as black, right. as black doesn't matter what else is going on in my family what you see is black and Aisha Tyler has always been on some like I'm not really a black girl when people would say that to me I would get so mad I'm like why not why right. not because I talk a little bit differently or like you have this small little spectrum of what you think black is and you're not giving me anything by trying to pull me out of that and I'm so sick of black people being like well black people weren't they didn't like me and this and that as an excuse as to why the white man's ice is colder. Like, right. you know, we could do a lot on our behalf too to open up and let different and other kind of black people in and let them know that they're welcome here. But a lot of that is them walking out on their own. Right. You, and you know, what's wild too is like, um, in, in a lot of cases, uh, the experience, at least the experience I've had is even if you joke, the person as the like oh you're the prim and proper person among the crew of black like we're all black you're the prim and proper one you're the one who talks a certain way you act a certain way there's still like so much love for you and want like there's rooting for your success as well where it's like oh so-and-so is the first one to graduate from college in our family like there's a pride there too you know and i guess some people never experienced the pride or maybe if they were mocked or something it went like that sunk so far into them that the rest of the experience is just basically all bullshit right but the thing for me is like whiteness has been toxic for black people no matter where you're at Come so on. how could anyone believe that it's not like these same kids that you go to college with that are liberal and cool right now as you get older you will watch them turn more and more conservative less and less liberal mm -hmm. more you know like you'll just watch them because they don't have to worry about that shit life takes you a different path um and to attest to the power of hbcus i do want to look at this list right so they have this list of where african-american students have like the highest success rates right and it goes by like graduation rate uh the price the price of a degree your early career salary and student loan debt right so uh princeton is number one uh six percent african-american students uh get in there uh 93 graduate um and you come out making a whole lot of money you know it's ivy league uh harvard is second five percent get in there right so five percent gets in there duke seven percent cornell five percent okay cool so the top five basically if a black student gets into a ivy league school and they decide to go there chances are they will do uh if they will graduate uh high percent because you know they have high standards to get in anyway but you will graduate you'll probably get a good job all that good stuff that's dope okay uh it will cost you a grip mm -hmm. but that's cool you know cost everybody a grip 
now we start looking at the other schools on the list at number five florida a&m 87 percent african-american right you know what i'm saying like uh the 87 percent of people that uh are black that go there right now only 39 percent of the people graduate uh from a&m but they also don't tell you that hbcus let in a lot more people mm-hmm. and a lot of people use that as a knock on hbcus while i'm like that's the best shit ever they'll let you in because maybe you do have what it takes no matter what people have told you your whole life you know you got the money and you got the time and you got the the, the know-how and, and you you can go in there and graduate despite not fitting the stereotypes that people have of people yeah and my biggest thing is what about you doing the motherfucking work don't people understand just because i give you the opportunity if you don't do the work you will not make it and that's something i don't understand a lot of people particularly black people and color people just need to be given the opportunity but when the opportunity is not given to you you can't take advantage of it but the thing is we'll go come on in but you still have to do the motherfucking work right and honestly you can't rely on being black right like you can't be in a situation where you're like well i'm black and i'm not fitting in here so hopefully the teacher will take it easy on me ain't no take it easy all y'all black get your shit together you know ain't ain't no snowflake ain't no ain't no i'm special ain't nobody really kissing your ass they're like nigga we all here you black just like me work and they've seen too many black kids succeed for you for you to have an excuse they've seen too they too many people have walked through the halls of your university at your hbcu that have been black and had problems in their lives and found a way to graduate for them to be like well you know you you're black and i know you it's hard so it's like no man do you still gotta while i care about you and i want you to do better i'll give you the tools to do better but if you got to do the work you know um uh so also on the list spelman college uh 87 african-american 75 percent graduation rate you know uh a and t is on the, on here in at number nine um maryland college park uh is is uh on here who else yeah uh, well yale's on here university of Pennsylvania uh, pennsylvania's on here um uh uh columbia new york uh like all it's like basically you need to go to an hbcu or ivy league school that like that's the list you know what i'm saying like i'm not saying that in an as a negative way to anyone who went to another school but when we're comparing the outcomes for black people if you don't go to a school specifically designed for you then you need to be going to like harvard princeton that says a lot about america you know there's now there's a couple other uh university of florida's on here uh of course hampton Boys state of course um uh virginia state well virginia state's hbcu um barrier college amherst college so there's some other places but listen to the places they're all like elite places or hbcus which would kind of say for a black people hbcus are elite places now what makes them elite it's just the support y'all it ain't really like it ain't rocket science this is a place where you don't get drummed out you know where socially it's not awkward for you where you know um you know aisha says like you know on campus uh at pwis black people form tight knit uh, tight knit groups and that makes sense because if you don't you're gonna wash out you know what i mean like you do need there's some comfort in being around people like you um and not to mention while you're at a hbcu so much curriculum so many speakers 
so much stuff is focused on how to get you to be successful in a white dominated world right so much you know what i mean i, I stopped going to see speakers because i was just like i already know what he's gonna say you know, like this okay so the 17th dude to come in and be like all right now you gotta get your good suit you gotta be there on time you're gonna have to work twice as hard for half as much like it was but it was drilled into you where you know i remember my favorite um one of my favorite moments we got a speak side of speakers from just these uh alumni who came in they were all wearing business suits and shit and um, this one brother got up he had these beautiful cornrows that he had you know had all year and stuff and they were like long you know what i'm saying like you could tell like he just meticulously had like the iverson designs and shit and he was like so if i want to go to work with my cornrows what kind and the, and the dude the dude in the suit was just like <sighs> I hate to tell you this, but right, uh, you have to cut your hair. You gonna have to cut that shit off. Everybody was like, "What?" Yeah, He's like, "You want to work in the white environment, right?" And everyone had the moment of like, "It's unfair." It, it what does it say about like I can my ability? I can work. Like it doesn't like it won't change how I work. He's like, "You won't even get past the interview with that shit." No, you won't. And and it was a real ass moment. But I feel like people must think that we're in looney tunes land at hbcus where we're just like you go in there and tell that white man that you gonna wear your hair how you want to you like d'angelo and that's just that's his problem you're gonna be jobless right like with with a loan right so it's it it sucks to hear somebody kind of big up the you know these 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 universities at the expense of this idea that it's braver to go there and um it's the place where you step outside of your comfort zone college is outside of your comfort zone guys period your parent your mom and daddy ain't come pick you up okay <laughs> like you already outside of your comfort zone walking on the campus there's nothing you're not weaker for having one and a half people that support you around so like i and like i said no knock to anybody who went to any college Mm-mm. just uh, i want black people to succeed wherever they're at but it ain't your job to to fix these white folks all right all right, let's you, get. To, you oh, go hit ahead. the nail on the head too, Rod. She was a prime candidate for somebody who probably should have gone to an HBCU because then she wouldn't have come out on the other end. Yeah, that. I mean, that's. Oh, go ahead, Nicole. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Like she would have come out on the other end. Like I not saying things like I'm not really black or I'm not you know all the way black because she would have met other black people like her. Do you know that until I left California, I did not know that there were black suburbs. Like I thought the Huxtables were like just fake for TV because where I come <laughs> from, the only place you find concentrated areas of black people is the hood. Right. Mm. Right. Everybody black who lives in the burbs, you live with other races or with white people. There's no black middle class like regular suburb in the bay area not one yeah and you know it's just funny because uh what a lot of people i think don't grasp about black people is that the experience isn't necessarily universal right like Mm -mm. being black in one place is totally different from being black in another place and you can be just as ignorant you can get all your information from tv you can uh watch deaf comedy jam and you think that's what black humor is and all this shit and you're black you know what i'm saying like you you're not even like able to fathom that you are breaking the old the mold for blackness in your own mind and then you so instead of saying well i'm just as black as anybody else you walk around with kind of a chip on your shoulder like i'm a different kind of black 
and these mm-hmm. black these other black people are a problem it's not me mm-hmm. i don't like these other black people and i feel like a lot of times people walk into situations almost ready to fight black people like mm-hmm. no you you don't want to like me because i'm smart and i'm and i'm like who the fuck told you that like right. you making it you are mm-hmm. making this prophecy come true i'll tell you that much you are making it come right, true we, when you walk into a space with that type of looking down on people uh for their race even if you black if you walk into a space on some well i talk proper sir it's like i'm white and you guys are regular blacks it's like okay so then when we flip on you it's a self-fulfilling prophecy right you gotta yeah. The terrible part about that is who taught you that was white people. It right. was never other black people. I might have got made fun of in my family, but it was never other black people black checking me until I bought the lie. Right. So anyway, man, good luck to Aisha Tyler. I really like her podcast for the record. And a lot of times this kind of stuff, like it's on the periphery of her show, but it's not a lot of like white people are the greatest, black people are the worst. Um, right. and- but I know her stand up can be a bit like that um and who knows what her personal life is but and she's going through a divorce so man i don't know it's it's a lot man it's yeah. it sucks when you don't i don't want to not like aisha tyler man right because and and, and and i think for me as a black woman it's very hurtful because i i don't know if she realized it but a lot of black women only not trying to be funny the biggest reason they support her is because she is a black woman woman right. and that's very hurtful to a lot of black women for me to identify with you but you don't identify with me in return and that and that is a problem and also it's just one of those things where i think um just from my i guess the perspective a lot of times um it becomes a separation because a lot of times black children are separated particularly very very smart black children are separated very, very early from the rest of their peers. They're taken out, they're putting in, in these AG classes, these higher level classes, which is fine, but a lot of times these classes are particularly all majority white. So a lot of times uh you uh end up being separated a lot of times from children that are like you. And a lot of black children and brown children are raised in these situations where they identify with whiteness and kind of leave their blackness behind because blackness is looked at is um kind of in their minds unless you have somebody kind of inbreding in you as a child that you're black that you're black that you're black that you're black and it's okay to be black you can be black and smart you can be black and intelligent you can be black and score all this stuff but at the end of the day you're still black and you have to and it's and it's hard to ingrain in a child that your blackness is not less than because you are in this group of white people and your blackness is not better than because you're in this group of blackness just be rooted and grounded in whatever your blackness is and i think a lot of times white people aren't set to the side and be like you gotta love your whiteness that's that's never ingrained in them they're taught oh the world is mine i can do anything i want to because i'm white but for us we kind of have to embed that in our children and teach them at a very very early age that there is nothing wrong with your blackness there's nothing wrong with being black and loving anime there's nothing wrong with being black and loving comic books there's nothing wrong with being black and being intelligent there's nothing wrong with that but you know at the end of the day your blackness will trump all these other things and that's very hard for people to understand all right come on Ken. let's get into what the white folks want i know they weren't ready for that i know i'm sorry white people i know y'all you didn't wake up expecting this shit i'm not sorry mm-hmm. no me 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 either middle fingers in the air 
<laughs> order them high. Yeah. Might do this every week. Anyway, uh, I ain't sorry. <laughs> I ain't sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the uh return of Game of Thrones. All right, which means it's the return of them thrones on the Blackout Tips podcast. Um, you know, where we uh go around and uh recap Game of Thrones from week to week. Yes, and uh, we want to tell everybody out there, thank you so much for using the hashtag Them Thrones. We was number two behind Them Thrones. Behind Game of Thrones. Behind Game of Thrones, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's how good it is. We just associate Game of Thrones with Them Thrones. But, <laughs> right. yeah, we were number two trending uh, behind Game of Thrones on Sunday. Uh, even my girl, Ava DuVernay, mm-hmm. she used a hashtag. Yeah, she was like, um, yeah, I'm be using this. This this is where it's popping and cracking. Mm-hmm. So shout out to her, Reagan Gomez, all the famous people that mess with us. Mm-hmm. We appreciate y'all. Um, and shout out to Black Girl Nerds too, because every time somebody like tries on Twitter, they'll be like, oh yeah, Black Girl Nerds, y'all came up with this, right? They always direct them to us. Yes, every they single do. time. Kudos to them, which is amazing, because I always direct people to Firestarter, because that's where I first heard it. Mm-hmm was uh, the, the boys on there recapping the show um so at any rate this is episode one of season what are we five now what is it six season six of uh game of thrones called the red woman uh let me play the song Oh shit. Re- oh, shit. Reverbs. Herbs. Herbs. Uh alright, it's gone. Alright, yeah, so um Game of Thrones, season season six. Uh the Red Woman. Uh basically in this episode to recap quickly, Jon Snow's corpse is found. Um Fuck Ollie. Yes, fuck Ollie, of course. White canard. Uh Jon Snow's corpse is found. Um uh sir davos and a crew of a few people are locked in a room with john's corpse and they're trying to uh figure a way uh where they don't get killed by alistair thorne who's taking shit over at the watch um and Ren- winterfell ramsey's uh ramsey uh mourns M- miranda's passing and sansa and reek are running through the woods uh uh trying to trying to get away uh Brienne shows up. Uh, let's see. Cersei finds out her baby dead. Mm-hmm. Marcella dead, y'all. And then Dorn, we have, uh, we had the ladies get in formation and take over. Um, and then Marine, uh, Khaleesi is still missing and, uh, terrorism is happening and, uh, and Bravo's Arya is, uh, season one of Daredevil. So. <laughs> So, uh, what'd you guys think about this episode overall? Start first with you, Karen. I loved it. All right. What about you, Nick Jew? I loved it. All right. I also loved it. So, we, uh, we are all in unison here. Let's go mm-hmm. scene by scene and break this bad boy down. Break it down. 
the prince version not the tevin campbell version uh i <laughs> think it's important to distinguish <laughs> which one you talking about <laughs> and it's super awkward right <laughs> one of them feels like sex and uh the other one does not um so <laughs> they left john snow's body we pick up right where we left off like they didn't walk in dead this at all Mm-mm. feel like walking dead would have made us wait till episode six uh to see john snow's body but it was like we know what y'all came here for right it's like they, the moment after he got stabbed they just came right back um and we see john snow's body still laying outside in the cold like meek mill at the drake uh um, distal yeah yeah they ain't had a decency to bring him inside they didn't even bury him right burn him or nothing they left him right under the trader sign um trader johns um <laughs> so of course oh. So of course his um his dog was crying. Hope his groceries cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> his dog was crying. The dire wolf ghost was crying so loud that it actually made Sir Davos, who was just sitting up in his room, uh he had to go outside and see what the deal was. Yeah. Found he found John's body. Wolf was not that white wolf was not having it. Yeah, ghost. Oh, ghost. Ghost yeah. was like mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. something wrong with John Snow, and I'm gonna howl until somebody sets me free. Yeah. Did y'all see how uh Sir Davos came downstairs like you kids out here who who out here playing on my damn water? <laughs> making all this goddamn noise. <laughs> who playing <laughs> like like if they would have had a burning bag of shit on his door, it would have made sense too. Yeah. Like these gosh darn kids. <laughs> but uh yeah, so um he goes outside to see what the deal was. Um and uh john is dead he finds the corpse you know john got a promotion and killed in the same week um uh, and davos and four of john's homies including uh dolorous ed uh came and got the body and they put him on the table like ricky was put on that co- couch in boys in the hood like that <laughs> that's the only thing missing is just uh some black woman crying over his body you know um take me right. <laughs> why he was supposed to be that college get off of me dope boy <laughs> this is your fault <laughs> you did it to him <laughs> um so they had ed go fetch ghost and uh then melisandra knocked on the door everybody pulled their swords out and she was like it's just me y'all housekeeping they they was like oh you can come on in um so um she said when she saw john dead her first thing was that she saw him in the flames fighting at winterfell so she was like my flame prophecies must have been a rerun last week because that's not what i saw in the fire (laughs) she need to get her vision straight yeah in the fire uh my man john was in there whooping ass but he is dead on his table so mm-hmm. you know and she's really doubting herself she also thought stannis was the one yeah and she left his ass high and dry she hopped the hell out of it and left town yeah she's she's basically like a clippers fan right now oh um, <laughs> she's like i thought we i thought we had it all i'm out right i know somebody's gonna wear an iron cup and break chris paul's hand um <laughs> so then uh um thorn was holding a uh conference meeting he had the conference room all booked 
and uh he just he did something i didn't think he would do he straight up told everybody john snow was dead and he did it mm-hmm. <laughs> and he named his co-conspirators like it was me randy ah! little ollie got some yeah hey. <laughs> right <laughs> and truly we some hot niggas right, like, right. He, he really did go in there missing the music he put everybody's name on the track y'all and he was like and what y'all gonna do right and his well his thing wasn't even like a define what the fuck y'all gonna do but it was more like that nigga knew what he was doing he was he brought the enemy in the gates he saved he risked our lives to save fucking wildlings uh like he like none of us like this but this had to be done and it reminds you that the crows are basically deserters criminals and rejects right i mean they, they're mostly cowards and rapists and shit what what like I, you can't expect too much from these guys yeah that and it's one of those things where it is gonna well uh, uh, just just think of it it's gonna be really really interesting because they didn't see what john and the wildlands and them seen with shit raising up from the dead so mm-hmm. it's gonna be really interesting when that shit hit they dough and start climbing over that over that wall right <laughs> um i mean if you think about it, john was basically bernie sanders you know if you think about it i mean he had that unquestionable integrity uh he stood firm he had that honor and he died for his convictions and thorn was basically hillary he was like man come on y'all knew we had to do it um <laughs> i'm a well or machine <laughs> right i'm just trying to win y'all want trump to be president that's what he should have said right uh so <laughs> so to me the question to now is what do thorn and those guys have planned for the wildlings in their minds because the wildlings are inside the wall now and they have settlements like are they planning to go kill these motherfuckers or, or what's the next step they're gonna have a war on their hands if they do yeah, I don't even know why they give a fuck about John's body or not, but for some reason they do. Um, but I would just be like, okay, so what's the next step? Anyway, um, so Davos sent Ed to go um, get the wildlings that um, John brought inside the wall because he said, you know, the four of us obviously aren't going to be able to hold off the entire castle um, and they don't trust Thorne. Um, so it's like why don't we just get um the wildlings to come in and kind of like help us out and maybe we have a chance to to survive um so but we'll see because y'all remember the wildlings don't really fuck with john like that but he was about the only one they actually trusted yeah like they fuck with him a little bit though like i would not be shocked if that redhead nigga was like nah Mm-mm. <laughs> right fuck they got to do with us <laughs> them sound like a, them sound like Especially a him. right them sound like a y'all problem yeah they the black voters of the democratic party they just earn like, my vote you know what man we don't need he don't need to be around like that y'all just gonna vote for alice thorne anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> so then we get to uh ramsey oh what'd you say nick joe i'm sorry nothing i think i'm on a little bit of a delay oh you let me hang up and call yeah, you right back so see we, i'm gonna hang up and call okay, you back okay see if we can fix it and if nothing else we'll call her on the phone mm-hmm. uh we got ways to work around this hopefully she get reception at her crib though i'll see if this works hello 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 hey we hear you but do you hear us is it a delay still I can hear you. 
I can hear you. The only issue was when you played something, I couldn't hear that at all, but we'll, we, we're going to keep rolling. Okay. All right. Cool. So, um, Ramsey is mourning Miranda. Of course, dust the side chicks. Um, <laughs> and he says when he first met her, she smelled of dog, which, uh, makes sense because she was a white woman and it's wet in the north. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> I'm just using science. This is science, guys. This is not this isn't an opinion. Um so uh he goes through this whole thing about how she wasn't scared of him and that's why he liked her and shit. Um and he had this other dude in there that's like a priest who's like, unlike you, you were scared of me when I was a kid and shit and he was like you know but i really loved her and shit and uh the priest said so what you want me to do you want me to bury her or you want to do a funeral pyre and burn her body and he said nah don't waste that good meat feed it to the house hmm. he ain't shit yeah yeah i guess it's a dog eat people who smell like dog world because oh, uh oh, God. she's going straight to the house um which says a lot about how cold-blooded ramsey is if we as if we needed more confirmation i mean right. he's a pretty cold-blooded guy <laughs> um, i mean i guess like a, 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 a conundrum right because he's awful and terrible but he's like the most awful and the most terrible. but i didn't like her so feed her to the dog yeah um he treated her like shit yeah but they she kind of liked it you know true, like so that was that was her jam yeah they're like you're right they're like that crazy couple that you like i guess you know what I'm if, if that's what they into they like uh that couple in uh baby boy where he fucked on when she was on the phone where you just like i okay so this y'all thing no y'all be mean to each other then y'all okay all right i just mm-hmm. i won't be going down y'all house for no events ever um <laughs> so uh stannis uh is confirmed dead i believe in this next uh because a lot of people last week last season i remember last episode so many people wrote us saying like stannis still alive they didn't show him getting killed but i think he must be dead because Roos and ramsey bring it up immediately that he is dead but they don't know who who killed him because it was brianne and nobody saw it mm-hmm. but but apparently he's confirmed dead um if if he's not i'll be as shocked as anybody else but it yep. seemed like they said he died um and ruth was like so uh you feel like a winner which is obviously a loaded question and ramsey was like uh i feel all right and he was like well uh you won the battle and that's cool but then you went out and burned all those supplies and shit that we could have used right. um and sansa and reek escaped which means you lost the north and the iron house um so we can't combine the north so that we can fight off king's landing nobody's ever taken king's landing without the uh the whole north being united so you kind of fucked us yep he was like you give zero fucks about strategy boy he told him you played your games with her uh and, and reek and i think Roos tolerates ramsey playing his games because uh Roos is still fucked up too i mean he flays people so yeah it's yeah. i learned you okay i learned it from you <laughs> like what's he gonna say um 
let's see reek and sandra was running through the woods like a white woman in a horror movie yes they was i was like bitch if you don't run like they wouldn't have made it to like, like she not fall. Uh, <laughs> say that again nick Ju. I, I was like she better not fall yeah <laughs> right like and, and you know like uh, and i know they didn't have time to hatch an escape plan but like they really could have used like a sensible pair of nikes at this point in uh because uh-huh. it was it was not a game out there no. they got to a river she ain't want to cross because it was gonna be cold and he was like do you not hear them fucking dogs right i was like bitch you'd running for your life what is the you you not understand you are in danger right um so they i can't can't make it across yeah (laughs) she's like i can't make it across i'm like like bitch if you don't run your ass in this water right you gonna like i hate sin is this a death (laughs) right he was like because he was like and it's not even a good death like the hound's gonna fuck us up It's, it's gonna be bad so let's just drown then if that's what it is um so uh then um they wouldn't have made it to episode two or underground by the way Mm-mm. just off gp Mm-mm. um <laughs> they would have been on that path time out but it's so hot does anybody have any sunscreen ah! when, when we gonna get something to drink i'm saying masters have found them quick right they would have came back um uh, i'm not gonna do let me back in so they had this whole discussion about you know uh trying to get the freedom and shit and ramsey realizes that they're not gonna make it so he's like let me go distract um the men from the boltons and you run and she's like but i can't and he's like i'm gonna get killed you just run can you at least run like it's it's the only chance we got these two hapless fools and he goes and runs a distraction that lasts all of 10 seconds yep he's like oh "Oh." my god jumped out in front of them and been like she over there you like real first of all his distraction was a good 20 feet from where she was like how was that supposed to help and he was like i love her for dead i don't care and they was like we don't believe you man we know she right around the corner and they went around the corner and them dolls was like "Mm, she right there uh and so um they found both of them and one of the guards goes I can't wait to say, see which part Ramsey's going to cut off of you next. And um, right about then, our girl, Brienne, came out of nowhere on her horseback with Podrick. Mm-hmm. And they rode up on these, like, five men and started whooping the ass, man. Yeah, I'm so proud of Podrick. Podrick rode up like the sixth man off the bench. I was like, yay! <laughs> Yeah. he was like i am here i, I might not st- hey hey nick do you breaking up hey you mind if i call you on your phone phone or will it work if we call you on your phone yeah i think it will yeah let's do that yeah all you right. can keep your stream keep, on. yeah keep your stream on i'll call you on on your phone phone give me a second all right so i think i think i already got a number in here so let's see if this works what if it's just some other person phone hopefully it works yo you there can you hear me yes all right all right cool all right so let's get back to business here um so yeah they they uh they uh they roll up podrick and brianne are getting it in uh crossing niggas up with the sword just 
chris breezy with the dance move steph curry with the dance move um all over there um especially brianne i mean she she is the cheryl miller of westeros well like <laughs> she can ball up any nigga in the game like i real talk are we sure she is not the best warrior in the game right no i think she might be right i mean she beat jamie she um beat bell. <laughs> before he lost his hand she beat jamie right and then she beat um she fought she shot the fair one with a bear it got interrupted so i'm gonna call it a draw but i'm not 100 percent sure she couldn't have beat that bear okay then we had um she fought the the hound yeah Mm -hmm. she was the hound ass right i mean come on dog all them insults ain't saving when he's getting his ass well you can you can't your big bitch your way out of this one So I don't know. She might be the toughest man. And she done took out multiple groups of more than one man before. So, uh, mm-hmm. but anyway, she, um, beats up these dudes. Um, and they knock her off her horse. She gets back up, pick, picks up a sword after getting kicked in the face. It kills like two or three more dudes. Podrick, uh, fights like two dudes. He kills one of them, hops up. The next one kind of gets the drop on him and is about to kill him and uh reek picked up a sword and killed a dude from behind so he uh you know he's not playing scared he's he's ready for his freedom um so then brienne pledges brienne pledges herself to sansa and sansa couldn't even remember the damn words to the pledge yeah pa- Padre, he he remember he's like look i got to memorize this shit he helped her yeah she was he was like do your letters baby it's just yeah you, you should have been kind you should have been studying sweetie mm-hmm. uh pledge allegiance <laughs> to the flag <laughs> um so luckily they were there uh and brienne now has her third chance third time's a charm to defend a royal person uh who is being hunted by evil people so yeah, that's all she wanted yeah she lost to the pussy poltergeist uh then she pledged herself to lady stark who then sent her away and ended up getting killed and now it's uh sansa turn so good luck sansa she got down on her knees and pledged to sansa like she was trying to put a ring on it like look, <laughs> now look. her face was so serious dog oh yeah she she <laughs> she meant that thing she was like look i tried your sister your sister was like no yeah um so then um cersei is in her room touching her short hair and drinking her wine looking out the window (laughs) chilling and uh her like handmaiden comes in and tells her that you know the ship has arrived she goes downstairs rushing to meet the ship hoping to see jamie and her daughter and instead she sees jamie and her daughter's corpse oh god i know and the thing is she ain't even break all the way down because deep down she know about the privacy and that she's supposed to watch all her kids die so she was just kind of like i I knew it like deep down i she was sad but it felt like she knew it um which sucks you know because like she sent jamie over there to save her daughter and ain't he couldn't you know um so then they uh meet in the bedroom um to talk and unlike the first time that she lost a child he didn't try to take it Good. despite what the showrunners would tell you about that scene come on yeah um, they listened <laughs> yeah <laughs> apparently dead children do not 
are not the thing that gets it up for him i thought it was starting to look like it though i mean <laughs> push the one out the window then this it was looking bad for jamie but um but basically man she was just kind of like really sad she was down it's almost like a new cersei because she has been kind of humbled and she wasn't even like spouting like revenge and all this angst she wasn't even mad at jamie like mm-hmm. i thought she was for sure gonna be like i told you that you weren't man enough to do this and she was like not she just was broken like i i do you, like do you remember the first dead body we saw and they were she, he was like it's our mother which is deep because Tyrion being born is what killed their mom and they she resents Tyrion to this day for that um and she basically said like marcella um uh, she's sad that she died because uh she was the best of them like she wasn't evil she was good and i thought if i can make her then maybe i'm not the monster that i that i feel like i am and uh he says no nah, i don't blame yourself i failed her she says no i knew this would happen the witch told me he was like i know you don't believe that she was like the fuck i don't nigga it's coming true <laughs> and jamie was like fuck prophecy and then he gave her this really like romantic <laughs> It's like this really romantic speech, except it's incest. So it's like right, you can put your brother and sister. It's like these two beautiful blonde people are like pledging love to each other, and you realize like, oh, that's right, y'all, y'all brother and sister though. Um, I hope I find me a man that loves me the way uh, Jamie loves his sister. Get you a man that can ah! get you a man that can do both. Get you a man you can that can be a brother and a lover. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> i want to be a good brother and a good father to our children oh. <laughs> so um uh so yeah so uh she he pledges this love and shit and then they cut to uh marjorie uh oh and then she also brings up that jamie was right uh last time just to say he's wrong now because she can't help but call him wrong but she was like you were right when you told us that you told me that they were gonna come for us and try to take everything we had and i should have listened to you um marjorie is still up in prison and uh septum unella's old mother superior ass was um trying <laughs> trying to get her to, to do her do her, her uh hymns right. and uh she kept asking about her brother loris uh or is it yeah i think loris and um she was like stop asking me about that nigga and do your do your work <laughs> confess right you gonna confess and read this shit or not and she was like i'm not confessing i'm a queen and i want to see my brother and she said bitch and got up to hit her <laughs> and right before she hit her the high sparrow walked in and was like mother anella come on don't don't be hitting people go see the other people please and she was like all right i'm leaving now and but i'll be back and then the high sparrow played good cop and tried to get marty to confess and she mm-hmm. still wouldn't mm-hmm. and she still asked about her brother he still didn't answer and then he was like well you could confess to something you know kind of like he did cersei where it's like ain't it something you could say and she was like i'm not perfect but i don't have anything to confess and he was like well you started down the path today but you got many miles to go so they're looking for a confession of something from her i'm assuming to the fact that she witnessed her brother being gay buggery as they call it and then mm-hmm. uh, i don't know what they're gonna do to her because this is the only part of the show that's weird to me um i don't know what the punishments are and their legal system 
so it feels like they could just do anything i think he make his own rules up that's the thing i think when cersei kind of put him quote unquote in power they got their own rules and regulations that are kind of separate from like the law okay i think they have a, a wheel that they spin <laughs> that would make sense too he's like oh walk of shame walk of shame you, you got oh, a, you got a walk of shame yes yes you got you got off lucky tell her what's in the package you'll be walking <laughs> luke king's landing people will and be. for a bonus people will throw doo-doo at you <laughs> <laughs> you get doo-doo surprise yeah, brand new shamed all the way home you'll be spat on by millions millions of town people <laughs> no shoes don't worry about it you're gonna be bleeding anyway <laughs> um so yeah they she gets who knows what package she's getting um so um they go to uh dorn back at dorn prince dorn is walking around struggling because he got the gout he's and like ilaria's holding his hand helping him walk but like you can tell he's just not it, it's a struggle for it's little foot long foot oh no no get your damn hands off of me like it was just that type of shit and then oh. uh they had a talk about oberon who he's like you know he misses oberon and but it was better that Oberyn was the adventurer because he wasn't designed to be that and uh you said he got to go around and sleep with many beautiful women and then uh i love that <laughs> i love that laria reminds him and men mm-hmm. he was the freaky prince okay he right. he got it in everybody he was trisexual okay we did a lot of freak shit ah and uh <laughs> he said Oberyn was born to be an adventurer and i was born to rule and she said the gods are not fools you would have been a terrible adventurer and Oberyn a terrible ruler and they both had a chuckle and meanwhile a messenger approached and laria's eyes was looking like okay here we go right because this message is probably this girl dead yeah and so in the message it says prince maricel is dead and he was like uh oh she she's dead what the what the hell could could possibly be going on with this situation and uh that's when um marcella decided i mean ilaria decided to reveal her hand and (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh it got very who the fuck do you think i am uh as they started stabbing niggas up they stabbed my man uh king uh lieutenant debo right in the back oh, i had just said like oh he stopped oh never mind <laughs> yeah i thought he was like they really built him up to make me think he was gonna be somebody he died so easy me too and i was just starting to lust over him it had just begun between us right and he could have been something like he could have been somebody because <laughs> like they could <laughs> like they could have at least had like uh i don't know 45 second duel or something with them like maybe you know it takes a couple more stabs to kill him like i thought he was a badass and this nigga died with one stab like oh i'm dead um so he dead and then uh doran got stabbed in the chest and he fell out of the way out of his chair on the ground and then some random nigga was just like oh and started running (laughs) (laughs) that's the dude that bought the note <laughs> the maid's like, don't kill the messenger. That's right. I just bought the note. I didn't know we were gonna be 
killing folks i gotta, I gotta kept the message to myself shit and one of the sad snakes picked up a knife from Debo's back and threw it into that dude's back right he's like i'm just a ups man damn right <laughs> uh, so he dead uh and then um that's why you never bring gout to a gunfight you know oh no please don't <laughs> um shout out to all the palace guards being cool with it because <laughs> she gave a speech she was just like when's the last time you left this palace you don't know your own people they're disgust for you Elea martel was raped and murdered and you did nothing Oberyn martel was butchered and you did nothing you're not a dornish man you're not our prince and he was laying there dead about to die and he was like what about my son tristan he gonna avenge me and she said your son is weak like you and weak men will never rule doing again never. <laughs> mm. for real she forever we <laughs> it's gonna be interesting because you know she feisty and she like to warn shit yeah i mean she's uh Oberyn's, you know uh unofficial wife you know it makes sense uh this is a victory for side chicks everywhere you know right she won not since alicia keys got swiss beats has side chicks won like this i was about to say not since alina won peter guns but oh yeah that's i feel like that's in his seventh overtime we can't (laughs) yeah can't call that yet (laughs) 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 oh so tristane was in his room uh in a on a ship uh morning marcella i don't know why he was on the ship hey maybe i must have forgot last year but i don't know why that nigga would be chilling on the ship rather than like in the palace because i don't think they knew marcella maybe he was going to visit marcella anyway he was in there painting the eye on those stones that you put on people's graves for yeah, some maybe reason he was on his way to her funeral. maybe mm. maybe he was painting extras for himself though because uh <laughs> the the <laughs> sand snakes uh came a knocking uh it was obra and then the one with the whip and uh they came through and was like hey man we gotta kill you and he was like come on dog be for real y'all family and they was like i know but we gotta kill you and he was like uh they was like the good news is you get to pick between me and the other one and he picked the whip one and Oberon said, that's a good choice, like, cause I was gonna kill your ass real bad. And Trist- <laughs> Tristane, um, took out his sword. Now, I don't know why he didn't ask to take it outside, cause it felt like close quarters for a fight anyway against two people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, as he was, you know, squaring up with the one with the whip, Oberon stabbed him through the back of his head with that spear. Yeah, he took a L. And the one with the whip was like, Gr- <laughs> <laughs> the one with the uh whip was like greedy bitch <laughs> <laughs> you know him selfish right damn let somebody else kill somebody once in a while <laughs> get off the sticks <laughs> taking all the kills right i know she don't never switch on mario brothers Mm-mm. um <laughs> uh back in Vereen, Tyrion and varus were strolling through marines projects in brown clothes uh <laughs> looking like uh gentrifiers <laughs> coming to find the spot for the little coffee shop yeah. mm-hmm. it's like you know what we could put a nice bell uh deli here Tourist. um 
but yeah they <laughs> we you know we should get one of those restaurants where we take food from the garbage and we resell it at high prices oh, no. uh no. so they're walking through there looking like they about to buy park place and all the brown people walking by they like every time a brown person walked by they look hella suspicious at them even though mm-hmm. like that part of town must have been destroyed and whatever the riots and the terrorism and shit because like it looked run down like you know and nobody was there like this is a vibrant live city and now nobody was on the streets and um my man varus looked back up at the pyramid and uh and and and, and Tyrion assured him like look we're cool we got on po people clothes and varus is like nigga you walk rich yeah Mm-hmm. like we we look like we not supposed to be here um and then Tyrion basically responded well you ain't got no dick which that's, <laughs> that's kind of his go-to you know i'm skipping a couple lines but that's pretty much where it came to like oh i walk rich well you ain't got no dick now what i'm like it can't be that many little people in the city of uh marine anyway so like why would yeah most probably didn't survive yeah it wouldn't matter what you had on most people can probably just look at me like what's up you know so uh Tyrion tried to give a poor woman some money to feed her baby but he doesn't speak valerian very well so it sounded like he wanted to pay her money to eat her baby (laughs) like your baby looks yummy right and then they saw a sign that said uh kill the masters and then over that was mahisa mahisa is a master uh which is what they were calling danny uh two summers ago when she uh when they lifted her up they was calling her mahisa uh or mahisa or whatever which means uh mother um uh, but now they're saying that mother is a master we need to kill her too um uh, so and then and, and they were and, and he was Tyrion's pretty pragmatic he's like well yeah she freed the slaves so of course they you know everybody got a hater now you know it's like abraham lincoln free the slaves you now they want to kill you um and a red priest was there recruiting people to his uh religion saying that the mother of dragons wasn't coming back and why y'all sitting around waiting on her to well y'all can save y'all selves um which makes me wonder you know with this kind of being an allegory for occupying a country that has a bunch of turmoil i wonder if that's supposed to be like the radical religion there the fire religion if that's gonna have come into play because we already have sons of the harpy and the freedmen as battling you know people i wonder if we're gonna get like a third party of this religion coming in and being like and now we we killing people too yeah it's about to be i weird. wonder if it'll be uh the the dothraki and we got the dothraki over there too yeah we don't even yeah it shit's going down over there it's gonna be bad um and people was watching them from the shadows and shit and he was talking about how everybody's in danger and people are staying inside now because it's a reason to kill everybody and varus is like well we just need to find the sons of the harpy and i got my, don't worry i got my tmz people on it we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> find out who that is me me and the internet is on it yeah <laughs> yeah he, yeah varus already got the internet so he's just like don't worry i got somebody on it uh did you know johnny manzel got indicted okay because <laughs> i do breaking news okay just check my iphone um oh they got they got rachel roy up out of here yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like and rachel ray uh so uh right right about then uh they find out that somebody burned all of daenerys ships mm-hmm. 
they seen shit smoking and everybody running in the other direction i forgot all about them ships in that harbor remember them ships she got from when she had all that she went to that place where she wanted to get all that gold to buy them ships and shit i forgot she got them fucking ships so yeah she, oh yeah i totally forgot about that they burned her shit up dog the boats the boats the boats was on fire yeah i guess if something, <laughs> if something happened you won't be uh, uh taking them out look i haven't seen that many people jump off ship since uh azalea banks got a twitter account like oh people God. people was just running away uh daria and dario and jora were uh chilling looking for danny uh who we know got abducted by a horde of dothraki last um last year um and dario couldn't help but rub it in that jora is a cuckold you know, ah, ah! <laughs> he just had to keep bringing up like yeah man you know what what did it feel like to be old and can't fuck this girl like i'll be doing jaws like whatever nigga you gonna die one day anyway and he was like well i hope i don't die old like you and they was going back and forth it was a, but it was very um it was shady but they were talking to each other very cordially mm-hmm. um <laughs> like he even he said something like you're a romantic i admire that sometimes i look at you and think so that's what i look like when i get old and joel's like if you get old bitch um yeah <laughs> <laughs> your young dumb self then he checked his wrist and saw it was about age 30 because uh ah! the time is coming dog the time is coming mm-hmm. with them scale a's bruh um he was it, look- no it's like age 45 right <laughs> like it's it's real close to age o'clock dog and he um and and, you know i couldn't help thinking um do you touch yourself with the with the aids arm like with the scale arm Mm -hmm. like does does it does it affect you like poison ivy like i don't know i wonder how it works right Mm. because i would hate it it might be like Mm -hmm. a zombie bite right so like he got bit and now he's infected and maybe he won't be contagious until he's like fully ah okay okay i don't know that's just my hypothesis right yeah because if it's like poison ivy then that's really gotta suck Mm -hmm. but if it's just kind of like a zombie bite i mean you know you'll just die one day i hope we get to see him fully snaked out though i think we will yeah that'd be dope i want to see him like the uh cobra commander at the end of the gi joe movie what's up man (laughs) (laughs) it's Uh, it's slither away yeah um they found danny's ring which uh I, I was so mad as soon as they walked as soon as they went into that field the first thing i said was if they find this little ass ring in this field i'm gonna be real mad and then they found it that was of such course. a sight it was such a sight they found it like right where if that would have been my black ass out there looking for that ring it would sound like uh this sir what No, you fool. We're following orders. We were told to comb the desert, so we're combing it. Found anything yet? Nothing yet, sir. How about you? Not a thing, sir. What about you guys? We ain't found shit. That would have been me in the desert. My bad. <laughs> Come on, dog. That was a tiny ass ring, and they were in like China 
They was on the east side of China, right. and he just found the ring. He was like, "It means she's been taken." No, I would have been like, "Oh, I found a ring." <laughs> right? <laughs> Who's ring is this? You know what? This ain't a bad trip after all, man. Shit, I'm gonna pawn this when you get back to Marine. <laughs> See, if they got a cure for scale AIDS. But um, <laughs> but yeah, he uh he found the the ring and shit and um then they they uh realized that it was a horde of that that took them from the like they could tell from the horse prints and shit and um they uh they realized that they gotta go they gotta go after her and the horde to find her um and then we cut to danny who's now tied up and walking alongside a horse as like a potential slave to be given to the the new cow of this dothraki horde um and these niggas on the horse were street harassing her like it was a hot summer day in new york it was just very rude they were talking about white hair on her if she had white hair on her pussy yeah she could understand them too she didn't say nothing yeah yeah i mean she basically needed to just put her headphones in and you know play it off (laughs) but uh yeah it was they was rude as fuck and one dude was like i'ma ask cal morrow for a night with her what you think and dude said the other one's like pretty eyes but she's an idiot and he said she don't have to be smart to get fucked in the ass and then the other dude <laughs> oh, Lord. the other dude was like not me i like to talk when i finish otherwise we might as well be dogs and i was thinking you know what it's pretty progressive for a street harassing horde member <laughs> you know they were like two twitter niggas having a discussion about women i just sat there the whole time like look at these old dirty right. fingernails living in their mama basement niggas right they was like we didn't steal no no lotion at the last raid <laughs> we like to stay ashy <laughs> and dry right the the one dude though he was he was like I, not me i i like to cuddle after my sexual assault that's i'm <laughs> i ain't no savage um i like to cuddle with these bitches right yeah <laughs> You be, you be holding them hoes mm-hmm. i'll be holding them because i respect my bitches yeah so, I, I you gotta them. hold them dog if you hold them you know you might hit it again <laughs> so cal uh cal morrow they roll up on him with with danny and they're like look what we found white bitch and <laughs> cal morrow got a pretty relaxed barbershop type vibe to his crew uh his women was hating though they was like cut her head off. Ugh. Ooh, they was ooh, they was hating so hard. Like she ugly, she white, she skinny. Right. I was like, who is this Becky with the long hair? She can get the hell out of here. <laughs> Come in here with them blue get eyes. Becky Azalea up out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and Becky Azalea. So she was like, uh, they were like, she gonna cast a spell on you. Yeah, she a witch. Uh, cut her head off. And he was like, see, I know she bad because y'all hating so hard that it's obvious she fine. So y'all stop hating. And he was like, yeah, I'm gonna have to, uh, knock this up, knock this down right here. Just taking a look at it like a new car. Then he was like, uh, you know, um, it's very, it's, you know, the best thing on the world is when you see a beautiful woman naked for the first time. What's better than that? And apparently they started Twitter niggering. Yo. Oh well, <laughs> certain things, dog. Like you know, you get a new pair of fresh jeans. <laughs> yeah, his yo, he rolled with well actually Twitter because <laughs> right. 
they well actually the fuck out of this like it was i, I was laughing i thought it was funny but dude was like killing another cow he was like oh shit you right you right kill another cow all right yeah okay but after that taking off them clothes uh uh conquering the city taking the people as slaves taking the idols back to vice dog okay okay cool breaking a wild horse okay yes breaking away damn nigga top five can i get top five it's the top five things <laughs> seeing a new chick naked is that cool and then danny revealed that she speaks dothraki well he got ready to rip her clothes off and he was she was like no and she said in dothraki he was like hold up what yeah but i'm looking like you speak this language right and then the black woman was immediately like oh so she know we, we was talking shit i was waiting for her to drop out like the big joker she waited a long time too she just ran a boston on their ass too like, listen oh. i would have been speaking dothraki as soon as they picked me up but right. uh right. she uh that's why she's the unburnt man like she knows how to hold it to the end you know she don't play the big joker right away uh but i would have played it so she she gives her whole rundown of all the names i'm daenerys stormborn of the house targaryen the first of her name the unburnt queen of marine queen of other andals and ronar and the first men Khaleesi of the great grass breaker of the chains mother of dragons the round mount of rebound chocolate thunder from down under the thriller in manila and the black mamba that was like that don't matter (laughs) he was like you the millionth of your name i don't know you you don't even go here who is your people witch and uh he yada yada that shit and he was like uh listen you can say whatever you want to but i'm fucking you tonight (laughs) 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 hey you're gonna gonna give me a son i'm hitting the skins and i want a son and she said right so so disrespectful and she was like uh nah nigga um not until the sun not until the sun rises in the west and sets in the east will i have sex with you or give you a son with any nigga period until the day the ocean burns a star out in the sky Mm. (laughs) until the ocean covers every mountain she was like nope and she said um the brown women went told you cut that bitch head off like i told you <laughs> you, and, you thought it was playing and then she brought up that she used to be married to cal drogo and then he was like oh cal drogo i know him okay then mm-hmm. well i promise you this ain't nobody in here gonna lay a finger on you then he cut off her um her ropes and was like she was like okay so can y'all take me back to marine because i'm the queen and i hook y'all up with some shit you know appreciate the y'all understand it and he was like Mm-mm, nah baby you gotta go to the dothraki capital and then you gotta live with the rest of the widows of all the cows for the rest of your life so basically you gotta go to florida uh and well is that like a retirement center they sit out there and play biz with big wigs and boot and um, <laughs> wigs and, and tonk and spades right and they were like we ain't got shit else to do we retired gin rummy yeah i don't know it don't sound like i mean she didn't seem too enthusiastic about it and you know knowing her she's so uh you know like she she's been used to leading she don't want to hear that shit about being put up somewhere right so she was like nah that's whack but obviously she didn't say anything at the at the time so she's like all right cool and then uh 
so she'll be down there in florida uh with the golden girls and shit i know them old women gonna be hating Mm -hmm. who they gonna be mad she they basically sending her to like widow jail and she's gonna be young and fine right and you know them they probably got some old widows in there she's gonna be the only white woman in there it's gonna she gonna come in there and be like i think becky is a racist term first of all ah it means to have oral sex with somebody i know because i looked it up on rap genius and i'm from australia uh, and now we all know right. because it's on you know and then she gonna be like um just because that one time i had called y'all my master i use that as affectionately <laughs> and i'm reclaiming that term <laughs> i'm taking it back uh i have black friends who call me mahissa so i feel like you guys should just like really calm down i understand your culture one time i had sex with a guy who was almost black but not really <laughs> so like i feel like we're all getting on the wrong foot here you're all my niggas okay um <laughs> so uh aria is back in bravos getting money getting money on these streets because she blind so she just standing there with a bowl and people dropping change in it and uh people was walking by us talking about Marin trent being dead uh and then uh old girl from uh last season that don't really like her mm-hmm. that done already beat her down a couple times showed right. up and she had two uh bow staffs and she said are you listening blind girl do you hear them talking Ooh. are any of them talking to you no so sad and uh she challenged her to some to a fight with both staffs and uh as would happen with most people that are blind and in a physical fight she got her ass whooped mm-hmm. it was bad yeah she was like i'm blind she was like that's not my problem take mm-hmm. this <laughs> shout out to the people on the street that didn't even say shit Mm-mm. like i seen a nigga pull out his phone he was like world star just start filming and they just <laughs> let it happen right uh and then when she finished whooping that ass she said see you tomorrow i was like oh this is gonna be a, a daily thing she's gonna whip my ass every day yeah aria face was priceless. every day her face was so priceless it was like but it's tuesday you know <laughs> she was looking like but tomorrow's sunday we're not taking sunday off yeah like nope and i tell you one thing aria gonna be a goddamn beast because i tell you after that training like that she gonna when when uh, she gonna fuck around and fuck up one good time if she live jesus um all cause she killed the wrong nigga shit <laughs> that was like nope you can't see no more oh man and she stole a, didn't she steal a face too yeah mm-hmm. she stole a face she, she killed the wrong man i mean she just fatty aria you know uh so <laughs> oh. we get back to castle black and thorn came to talk to davos and them and he had archers at the ready outside the the door so we know what kind of man we're dealing with a treacherous motherfucker so it's pretty Mm -hmm. obvious no matter what he's saying when you walk out the door you catch an arrow to the face so who gives a fuck but he basically said hey man look we are willing to to let you go you know um as long as uh you know we'll let all these dudes free we'll let davos leave you, you could take the red witch with you or you can leave her here with us rapist um it's to- totally up to you bro and uh, um 
you know how good we are to women around here and uh davos was like um maybe if i can get like uh, a, a to-go plate i mean can i get some mutton right some of that uh <laughs> some of that potato salad uh for the road and he was like yeah we'll give you a horse to give you some mutton uh whatever you need bro just you know y'all need to come on out before we had to come on in there um and davos was like all right cool we'll be right back we gotta think about it and um thorn left and then davos turned around and was basically like look guys he coming in here to kill us at some point i don't trust him uh we gonna have to use the red witch to get out of here and i was like the fuck is she gonna do and he was like y'all ain't seen her at work she's she a beast she gonna she gonna gandalf us out of here she gonna find a way to whisper to a butterfly and a dragon gonna show up something uh, and, uh, uh. <laughs> and then we cut to melisandre who's sitting up in her room watching reruns on the fireplace channel and on the, cha- on the channel she get the only channel she get she only fireplace and chill uh so she went over to the mirror and she pulled them titties out like blam and uh and i knew something was gonna happen because the music changed you know and we when you hear the music because it was like it was getting to like what 9 55 or some shit and uh the music started changing she was looking in the mirror at herself and she was looking mad vulnerable and you could hear it (laughs) and i was like what is what is about to happen and um we found out that uh apparently she's been taking all her instagram pictures from the high angle like, ah, she be using she be using all the thought filters because she took it out uh no filter and uh she was strong thurman under there it was her necklace came Ooh, off she about a thousand years old i was like what the hell is happening here her necklace came off and she was like um yeah this this me now this the real me and it looked like a 150 year old witch yeah, it was like, bad she, it was like Wait have y'all seen um shallow how oh yeah i have seen it yes so like he the premise is he puts uh because he's hella shallow so he puts a spell on him that he only sees people for their inner beauty so everyone around him is hella fine and his friend is really superficial and so he was dancing with them chicks and they were really fine to him and he was like you know which one do you want and his friend was like the you mean the hyena or the the hippopotamus that's what she looked like like the shallow house spell he looked like um oh i don't want to take the name of this movie so i'll just say he looked like dan Aykroyd in that movie with Di- with uh digital underground uh <laughs> oh it's called oh, <laughs> oh you, you know what I movie you're exactly talking, talking about oh <laughs> it's not nothing to nothing to not know uh, i'm gonna google it real quick digital underground dan Aykroyd. i feel like like that can't be a lot of a lot of results for that um nothing but trouble yeah okay i was close he yeah. looked like he looked like dan Aykroyd in nothing but trouble because <laughs> she looked so bad her edges were gone she took off her wig her eyelashes her yes. spank, like it was oh. like it was like Marie johnson and i'm gonna get you sucker yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me 
come after you hop after you like it was so bad oh my god man i like i felt so bad for her man like around a long time stannis put his penis inside her like that's why a poltergeist came out man ain't nothing in there (laughs) (laughs) like a huge dust bunny just came out and took life it's like i'm gonna kill a king and just ran off oh man (laughs) like she took them them lululemons off and just let the world (laughs) let it be what it is dog uh and so then and then she just went to bed because like me like me on a friday night she was washed and she just went and hopped into bed uh without her necklace on and i'm assuming it's the necklace that keeps her looking good but Mm -hmm. the only problem is we saw a scene where she didn't have the necklace when she was Mm -hmm. with salise and salise was bathing her and it looked like salise was checking her out being like damn she fine but i don't know maybe it's i don't know she did tell salise in that scene like i don't have to use my tricks with you because just your faith is so strong so maybe maybe saw her as the old lady then yeah i I have no idea because like Mm. the scene was filmed where we the audience saw her being fine right but i i don't know i don't know what to say i don't know maybe we were seeing it from salise's vision i don't know Uh, anyway that's how it ended y'all it was just her being like this is me and then y'all gonna deal world yeah the so, whole timeline like all the dudes on my time it was wonderful because i don't really think that actress is as fine as y'all think she is so every week i've seen a bunch of people like lusting after her body and so it has started it was lust hour and then all of a sudden every dude on my timeline was like oh god yes i mean my thing with her is uh, well first of all i do think she's a very attractive woman and all that stuff but absolutely absolutely right she has the magic with her titties out so of course everybody gets excited when she shows up it's, uh-huh. if you have a if you have a character that i don't know one out of every 10 times you see them they're gonna pull their titties out of course every dude watching the show is like i really like that character yeah because you think you about to see some titties <laughs> now now you have a little something to worry about it feel like the comeuppance for all them titty shots was blood air old people titties now what oh that's right <laughs> thank you for being so a friend very attractive i just i don't think that she's uh as fine as everyone else thinks she is oh yeah yeah well you know the shows you gotta grade the show on the curve you know yeah. uh but you know dorothy uh she it's basically like seeing dorothy from the golden girls just get naked you know just yes uh at any rate what are y'all looking forward to next week karen i mm, looking forward to aria and her constant street fighting mm. um to see if you know if she gonna level up that's gonna be interesting um now that uh brand is uh with them how that's gonna go down because you know she pledged her life so that's gonna be interesting i feel like that's gonna take a while all right to develop yeah um what about you nick Ju? what you looking forward to next week i'm ready to see a grown man brand yes mm. me too he, he gotta have powers now or something what was he like sleeping? i want like his powers need to be refined what was he sleeping like rip van wrinkle he just went to sleep and just woke up <laughs> well he went up there with them <laughs> He went up there with them trees to chant the train and shit right so 
i don't know maybe he's been training with the tree whatever yeah, man mess around, be able to walk his powers need to be on fleek is what i'm saying i don't want him to be he took a good nap he yeah, took he a did. friday night after work nap yes he did <laughs> it was like fuck it i'm ready i'm asleep 12 hours and ain't shit nobody can do about it yeah he woke up and he don't know if he late for work or early you know yes i'm at that feeling. you panic <laughs> so i'm looking forward to that yeah yes <laughs> Uh, i'm looking forward to that i am looking forward to what happens in that room because uh alice thorne is not gonna be too patient and he coming up in there at some point uh and i also want to know if the sand snakes are going to do something now that they have control of the country i think they are uh because i don't even know how like will they be recognized as successors to the throne i mean essentially it was Oberyn's jump off that staged the coup and killed the bloodline mm-hmm and now it's just four women uh will will it be a matriarchy now i I have no idea so do you think um ilaria is strictly out for revenge or do you think she's coming for the iron throne um as of right now i feel like she's just looking looking Mm -hmm. looking looking for revenge i don't even think she's even care considering that yeah like i think she i don't think she's done though like she did all this to kill the lannisters so i mean if a byproduct is her getting the iron throne maybe but she don't seem preoccupied with ruling Mm -mm. uh she's like she's just petty man like she put Oberyn in the equation of people that got cheated when he didn't even get cheated he just started touchdown dance before the end zone like deshaun jackson like right and that was right. His- i mean he died fair and fair i mean pretty much yeah he shot the fair one and ended up getting killed and now she's sitting up there like he gotta they gotta die for that so i just think she team petty and she don't give a fuck so i in a way I, i've heard people say like i don't really like the Doran storyline but i don't think it's their fault i think we didn't get to spend enough time with the characters and the politics of the region True. and i wish we yeah. i wish we could have got more you know because i feel like I, I actually am interested um but they rushed through so much and then that fight they had last year was hella whack to me mm-hmm. so uh now i'm really interested to see will we now that they're starting to merge so many storylines will we get more Dorn? because I, I like alaria and i like obera uh so hopefully we get some get some snakes killing people in lannister uh in king's landing all right we have emails guys let's talk about these emails first of all i'd like to give a quick shout out to bevel Mm -hmm. bevel is bringing you these emails the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse curly hair and sensitive skin for all the people in dorn step up your shave Ah. game and say goodbye to razor bumps check out getbevel.com use code tbgwt to get 20 percent off your first month at getbevel.com g-e-t-b-e-v-e-l.com code tbgwt look father's day is fast approaching okay this deal is about to run out at some point okay the month's almost ending this may I, this i think this may be our last read of this free tbgwt uh get your first month free so yeah free my bad free tbgwt get your first month free so i say go get your first month free and give this joint to somebody mm-hmm. that you care about and it maybe that person you care about is yourself so get the, get all that irritation up off your skin okay maybe you're at a uh maybe you're at, your, you're at a predominantly white institution and you just want to <laughs> make some inroads towards the other black people just give them some bevel and then give them the power fist sign and they'll know that you down all right emails we got one from brandon who says rod and karen 
so glad them thrones is back as much as i love walking dead we have now reached the main event i love the first episode the massacre in dorn and the comedy with Tyrion and Varys, who is still the smoothest person on the show probably using that bevel but i think this episode <laughs> let let us get a glimpse uh into the overarching theme of the season which is the rise of powerful women and i love it uh maybe i don't know this show is you get too i don't know i don't know you get too much into what this show might do and that's when they fuck you up mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like watch these powerful women get raped and you're like oh shit i didn't i, was, no, I didn't want to see any of this i was not ready for none of this uh we had sansa acting like the head of the household or lord by formally doing the oath with man she could barely remember that shit come on size <laughs> she wasn't paying attention right <laughs> oath with brienne and overcoming some fears and trying to escape from the the bolton's army well that's true she uh, yeah she did try to escape uh we have Arya going for daredevil stick nigga she got her ass whooped what are you watching including in bravos where she will probably become this badass fighter i hope so i can't watch her get her ass with for 10 episodes no cersei is out for blood and going to be ruthless in her vengeance on all the people that fuck with her i hope she does but she don't seem so right now she seemed very much resigned to her fate and danny stepped up stepping up declaring that she is not going to be raped or treated like a slave by the dothraki uh, of course the biggest what the fuck moment was melisandre retelling uh that she is 900 years old over oh, revealing that she's 900 years old <laughs> yeah but even how they shot that scene it seems like she is going through a stage where she is questioning her beliefs and some of her actions and she will redeem herself somehow hopefully by burning ollie for the lord of the light yeah i thought for a second that it was bad that i wanted to see that little boy's head on the spike but the way he was walking around all smug this episode i hope he burns alive anyway thanks for all the great content you provide love the show can't wait till next week man i hate white canard listen i gotta earn no love for ollie look i trust and love y'all so i'm just gonna go ahead and drop my unpopular opinion right now i fuck with ollie dog Mm -mm. fuck that nigga ollie watched them niggas kill his motherfucking parents in front of his goddamn face and then john was like but we need to be friends and he's not for that shit and i get it his pettiness I get Ollie's pettiness so much more than the other people. Like everybody, I, mean, I get it. I just don't like it. Right? Yeah. I, look, I'm not here to convince y'all. I just need to. I need to speak in my truth. I need to step into my truth and tell people how I really feel about the situation. Because <laughs> I couldn't. I didn't even want to say nothing about it on Twitter because I don't feel like fighting these Game of Thrones fans. Right. But look, I fuck with Ollie. I don't know what to tell y'all, man. He petty but he right john was trying to be friends with them people that killed his daddy and his mama in his face like nigga we can't be and he told him so many times like john come on now ain't nobody gonna fuck with you if you do this john's like shut up you're a little kid you just need to understand he's like nigga i okay okay i i need to understand okay we're gonna see who understand <laughs> so <laughs> uh anyway he tried to tell him man uh emil writes in hello rod karen and nick jew as is the case with all them thrones first episodes this one was pretty slow because all the storyline setups that need to be done <coughs> uh yeah i feel like it was pretty fast because i feel like we were jumping around to a new scene every 10 minutes just like a new location mm-hmm. uh i think it was pretty excellent with a strong reveal at the end see what i did there the only issue i have is with the dorn storyline i've never been one of those book readers that endlessly compare the books to the season but i do have one quibble 
the sand snakes and the prince were so fully fleshed out in the book with the plans and the machinations that i expected uh that i was expecting a significant dorn storyline this season my suspicion with the quick execution of the prince and the bird man his body i forgot i called that dude bird man uh, his bodyguard uh, is that the writers tied up dorn's loose ends and will abandon the story i think they're gonna merge the, the story i think now dorn and Landon, dorn and king's landing now becomes one story of my guess is my guess oh, you're right because yeah because they're gonna be going back and forth that's my guess uh do you think birdman's bodyguard told the sand stakes to put some respect on my name (laughs) 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 one too many times uh i could have sworn i heard him say you stabbing me or punching my skin as he went down (laughs) 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 you stabbing me you punching my skin uh one of one of the highlights of the episode was seeing matt murdoch and stick at the waterfront in the marvel crossover portion of the episode the other highlight of course was brianna tarf rounding that corner for a second interview to protect sansa she aced it of course theon actually stood up and grabbed a sword and helped out reek no more no nigga it's always fuck theon forever forever i'm petty too forever ever <laughs> somebody told me well i i kind of like him now Mm-mm, he killed them kids what what part of burning kids do we forgive i didn't know we was on this uh black twitter um <laughs> i also hope to see some iron island stuff this season with his father and sister i wouldn't mind that i do like his sister um my biggest disappointment uh my biggest disappointment with the episode is that there was no brand or hodor i will contain my disappointment though disappointment though since it's just the first episode thanks for the recaps no problem uh leonard brothers writes in we're back motherfuckers dim thrones is back and i'm here for all of it the best show on tv is back bow down bitches beyonce voice what you in the hive don't let me find out you in the hive dog uh one he trying to deny he in the hive he he trying to deny but he just got initiated right they be, yeah you're a part of the group dog yeah and by the, when you disagree with somebody about it they're gonna call you the hive anyway so you might as well embrace it right you can't even be like but i don't think beyonce is a bitch you in the hive you attacking me i'm like oh i'm sorry uh <laughs> come on no we got open arms there's plenty of room he has uh five points guys number one john snow slash ghost damn this motherfucker was still laying in the snow when that show opened literally a cold world and man hearing ghosts yelp like that made me think this is what it sounds like when wolves cry Aww. oh leonard oh leonard <laughs> shout out to prince anyway uh if, if when if when john is brought back to life he and ghost uh need to ride on the entire night's watch i agree oh he'll give him the business he come back yeah i guess technically it was snow in april if you think about john snow out there and it being april for real in real mm-hmm. life but uh i don't think they planned that okay i want to say they made this show a long time ago they all gotta die i need john dog to do drive-by stabbings on these niggas mm-hmm. he need to send ghosts out there to bite faces off like nah son nah don't try to be friends now you wasn't my friend when you stabbed me for the watch now shut your bitch ass up and get eaten by this dire wolf like a man mm-hmm. i hope ollie first on his list number two brianne and pod diddy those two can't <laughs> <laughs> these two came through a wreck wreck shop the ship the shit was dope brie was out here trying to be on the blackout tips with all the sore ratchet she was delivering she was cutting heads off and slitting throats like look at me rod read about me on the show <laughs> and when did pod learn to fight he out here slanging dicks and swords <laughs> <laughs> this nigga's a thug in the streets and a freak in the sheets 
uh jorah and dario dario was talking that shit he was like hey jorah smell my finger you know what this is yeah you know what this is bitch meanwhile jorah and that (laughs) meanwhile jorah and that crocodile aids on his arm were side-eyeing him like he wanted to shank his ass watch your back dario number four cersei i hate this woman but she gonna set it up the fuck off on everyone i'm here for it Mm -hmm. i'm waiting for her to get that swagger back though personally i feel like it's it's she's not there yet she not i hope she comes back to queen petty but right now i feel like she's just kind of going through the motions uh shout out to the actress who plays cersei like she is an amazing actress because i hate that character but i love that actress like what she's doing with the character she's so good it make you i mean for me personally it makes me like cersei when i don't like anything about cersei but exactly. I, I, yeah. Like she come on screen and I'll be like, here we go. But 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 it, <laughs> but really she's a pretty distinct despicable person. Mm-hmm. Um Arya, I can't wait for my girl to get right and beast on everyone, starting with this little heifer that keeps fucking with her. Uh well we'll see, man. Uh let's see. Dem Thrones feedback from EVE. Hi Rod, Karen, and Nick Jew. This episode was very good. I wanted to choke the shit out of Sansa though. I thought last year she was turning the corner when she was plotting with Littlefinger, but it seems that she's reverted back to her whining self. I was hoping Theon left her ass. Hopefully she'll grow a backbone. One of the things I love about this show are the strong female characters. I love how Brienne came through and regulated. Looks like Padre came up as well. Good for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, Sansa just has a different skill set, guys. You know, it's just not the putting on armor and killing niggas type. And uh, she doesn't make a good runaway slave you know no, she does not she like a house slave that's just you know just getting out in the field dog it's a lot of work and it's a steep curve she um, wasn't ready i think she's handled herself admirably now that i have the the uh now that i, I have i'm able to have hindsight on all the seasons i'm like i understand like <laughs> i saw her i was yeah. re-watching season one and i was just like oh baby just mm-mm. you were not ready for any of this <laughs> she wanted to be a princess and be married like honey she if you'd have caught her in season one she would this right here she did not think she would be here yeah she was playing with dolls she wanted to marry joffrey like her life was so yeah. whoo you know we all come a long way guys uh i don't get how anyone didn't like this episode because there was so much going on listen there's always somebody that don't like everything okay trust go on twitter and say it and then watch uh <laughs> go on twitter and tell people you love it and then just watch the results oh yes i'm not gonna tell you oh it my god <laughs> everyone is compelled you're like i've left my mom right you know what? <laughs> yeah they be like fuck my mama and yours too you be like well god damn i told somebody um i said uh i was like you know what man beyonce is the biggest artist in the world and black and and pro-black and a feminist uh so that's dope and then somebody came through and was like well i just didn't feel like lemonade was that pro-black and i was like oh my god you're you know what you're entitled to feel whatever you want i don't want to fight about it well i just feel like this oh nope 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 i don't even want i we disagree and you're entitled to your opinion it's art and it's subjective like i had to do that because i was just like i don't i don't be wanting to fight i just gave my opinion i don't really care about to have to defend it or not i didn't say anything offensive to anybody you know everybody's special guys y'all special to me 
Alaria is a member I of the. I just ignore people. I just ignore them. Like if I'm like, I really love the sunshine, and somebody comes in like, I got a sunburn yesterday. <laughs> I'm just ignoring them from now on. Right. Sunshine killed my daddy. But I were. <laughs> all right okay all right I, I ain't know my bad yeah i saw i saw an article uh that said uh lemonade didn't have enough uh fat black women in it and i was just like you know oh, what my God. i said i won't argue with you because i'm i don't have to like you got it if that's if that pissed you off or if that right, makes it less good for you then what am i gonna say it's not less good for you all right, somebody said lemonade didn't have enough lemons in it what's happening here <laughs> hey look it is what it is man i'm i don't have to fight every fight you know I, but sometimes i feel like that's the internet niggas be looking you out like i saw you like something what's up with that right hey man i didn't try to tell you not to like it shut up argue with me now uh elaria is a member of the beehive uh who who never forgets if you cross her she will lure you into a false sense of security and sting the fuck out of you i'm look i'm looking forward to seeing how the sand snakes and elaria come over the door i can't wait to see cersei take down that shame nun oh somebody oh yeah somebody gotta get her uh sister unella whatever her name is yeah she gotta go um, yeah i want cersei to get her face though i want cersei's body yeah yeah like i and i don't think marjorie got the heart to do it at least she hadn't shown it yet i'm uh i'm not saying she can't but but the, we ain't seen it from her yet uh, and you know what and maybe this is just me uh what you call it uh her uh aunt dipped after the lady king, tyrell olena after um what you call it died joffrey died mm-hmm if she mess around and get loose and get back to her, she'll help her do it. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. So we'll see. Cause she about that plotting. Yep. Um, let's see what else. Uh, I'm really hoping that Jon Snow comes back as a White Walker and takes down those motherfuckers on the wall, especially Ali. I hate that kid. Uh, poor <laughs> white. What'd you call him again? White. Uh, uh, white canard. Yeah. <laughs> poor blonde aria i bet she going to be like daredevil by the end of the season fucking people up like a ninja i think she's gonna get her vision back because it sounded like a temporary punishment to me when melisandre yeah, pulled out uh, those oh go ahead i'm sorry didn't mean to cut y'all no i i was disagreeing with you i think it's temporary when melisandre pulled out though the titties i thought something spectacular would happen because it usually does when she gets naked but nope oh that was the other part she pulled out the titties and i know we all had the same thought she about the magic and mm-hmm. yeah you got a whole different type of magic mic on that one yeah you did <laughs> but nope all we found out is she's 687 years old wonder what happened with that storyline my only disappointment with this episode was no hold hodor he's a real mvp uh can't wait for next week this season is gonna be so lit eve and the last one dr dostax writes in howdy rod karen and nick Jew them thrones is back y'all and you know who ain't back john snow's dead ass <laughs> he's your lane which is still sitting in the snow like garbage on a frosty chicago morning oh lord i hope snow stays dead because like his father he had the worst hereditary disease in westeros integrity <laughs> wow turn you man you the bernie sanders of this shit all them principles he and had you, morals all them principles and where you at dead should have been a little more dirty bruh 
uh do y'all feel bad for cersei at all i saw some folks on twitter talk about it but i can't bring myself to feel bad who is for she is she's to blame for 75 percent of what's wrong in king's landing cersei's the one who got bernie sanders and the rest of the sparrows into power because <laughs> that dude doesn't like bernie sanders oh, i'm sorry mm-hmm. uh, right he got them in the power <laughs> damn he do bernie sparrow uh so yeah he <laughs> He um she got him into power and the rest of the sparrows into power because she wants some goons, which led to them arresting the Tyrells, which doesn't exactly help the whole the Lannisters are broke thing. Damn, Cersei is the worst auntie mommy ever. Oh yeah, wait till Lord Tyrell gets back because he and Bravo's securing that money and then his his security man just got killed and shit. So like, I wonder if they're gonna get that money back in time to to mm. yeah King's Landing like the money might still be fucked up during the scene with Tyrion and Varys walking through town do you think the camera behind the wooden window great thing was just a camera shooting thing or someone watching them someone was definitely watching them I don't know who and I they were I don't know if they were trying to imply that people are always watching everybody or what but somebody was definitely watching them mm-hmm. uh can't wait to hear more of them thrones from y'all peace peace to you and thank yeah. you to everybody who wrote in this week uh thank you to all the white people that, that listened all the way through and didn't skip through the racism part <laughs> y'all the real mvps yes you are uh shout out to all the black people that uh agree uh with aisha tyler that still listen to the whole episode y'all the real mvps too i hope y'all learned something um and thank you most of all to nick jew thank you so much for being on the show yes, with us yes nick thank you for having me and putting up with my internet i don't know what it is like i host an entire show and it's okay and then i get on the skype with y'all and the devil is a liar i'm just glad we made it through with the phone and everything man i know it's a bit of a delay but i appreciate you uh doing it because i really wanted you to be on the show with us Mm -hmm. and uh talk some game of thrones i appreciate y'all having me this is a really popular show and thank you for allowing me to be here on the premiere i love you guys so much miss you so you much too. you too buddy yes. uh, check out what's the tea guys all right it comes out every week mm-hmm. and it's always lit and if you like us you should like them because we like them and they like us uh also all our sponsors are um who are our sponsors uh shadow Dog productions our uh, second audio play album which is sunspot and other ratchetness uh also uh adam and eve code tbgwt get 50 percent off of one item uh plus you get free adult dvd free exclusive gift and free shipping and lastly um don't forget free tbgwt at getbevel.com so we'll be back saturday for our feedback show uh everybody else uh that are that's premium we'll see you friday for balls deep sports with justin mm-hmm. uh until then love you i love you too Mwah. All right.